glory. The valley beyond. Feels like everyone's got a different name for it, but they're all bound for the same destination. Doesn't matter what you call it, I know we're going to find that. An old friend was foolish enough to show me long ago. And it's not a place. It's a weapon. Hello there, and welcome to the Hosts of Westworld, a fan-critical podcast. Tonight, we will be discussing episode two, titled Reunion, giving our thoughts on the episode before handing the reins to Len with his crazy Reddit theories. Crazy goddamn theories. Crazy theories. So tonight, I am delighted to be joined by the whole fan-critical bunch. It's a rarity. It is a rarity. Yeah, I mean, my notes do say cheering ensues, so there you go. Yeah. Well done. Taking direction. Um, so obviously I, I have already uh, said that Len is, is going to be here, but I'll introduce you again. Cheers, mate. Hello, Len. All right, mate. Good. Luce. Good evening. Emma. Hello. And uh, our little buddy in Australia, it's Gaz. Hello, everybody. So, uh, Gaz, I'm, I'm going to start with you because obviously you missed uh, last week. Um, so you might even want to give us a little bit of a feedback in regard to last week's episode. But I guess um, just your initial thoughts on episode two you know maybe even give it a score Gaz when I had listened to the episode uh, last week great episode by the way guys doing some terrific work we're giving it a go I was actually getting very frustrated because I didn't like it Ooh. Whoa. what do you mean yeah it left me feeling a little bit unfulfilled a little bit anxious about what was to come I was worried that the show is going a bit lost uh, well and, and Gaz I'm going to jump in right now with this just <laughs> I, know, I know I just want to say right now one of my first notes on this episode is man I love this episode because it reminds me of the best parts of lost so I think me and you are going to have a bit of a <laughs> I think Gareth is talking about last week's episode though not this yeah week. but this this week is a hundred percent like lost yeah like the use of flashbacks more so than ever this show has ever done really and just the way that the, the story is told I mean JJ Abrams is attached to this to the show and it was just I personally love Lost a lot of people you know it does have its flaws towards the end but like when it was at its peak it was amazing so I think it's a compliment in some ways yeah I agree I think um, it's probably worth noting that when Lost did their flashbacks they would dedicate sole episodes to a flashback yeah um, and then that would pretty much just be covered in that episode yeah Uh, I suspect that Westworld will probably focus on those timelines throughout the season. Mm. I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I definitely see the, the similarities. Um, Luce, what, what did you think of the episode? Um, I enjoyed the episode, but I do agree with you, Gaz. I understand where you're coming from with the Lost comparison. I am enjoying the flashbacks and the kind of operational logistics side of things, of how, <laughs> how the park was built, how it um, was acquired by Delos, more than I'm like enjoying Dolores' constant spouting of slogans and 
Yeah. There's been a complaint levied after two episodes that it's a bit monologue heavy. Um, and it does seem to be every character seems to have something quite um, important. Prophetic. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great a great word to, to use. Very prophetic. Uh, pathetic. Prosthetic. Yeah, so don't... Um, Emma, what do you reckon? What were your thoughts? Um, I love this episode. I actually think it was better than the first episode. Uh, it confused the fuck out of me for a while. Mm. Um, and I, I watched it with John yesterday. So I did ask a lot of questions. He was furious. Uh, but no, I thought it was fantastic. And I really like the, and actually what Lisa was talking about, the background stuff. I like knowing how we got here. Yeah. Um, and kind of filling in some of the gaps that we've been talking about. I thought it was bloody fantastic. And if we're going to rate it, I've got one. Oh, go on. You're going to kick us off. You give it five out of five blueberries. Yeah, all right. Do you want to explain the blueberry scale for new listeners? So if you haven't listened to one of our podcasts before, um, shame on you, but uh, we'll let you off because you're here now. We have a rating scale, which is a a rating scale of blueberries with a maximum of five, no half points. So today, this episode of Westworld is getting full house from me, five out of five blueberries. Fair. Um, Len, I'm going to jump back to you. Mm. Um, I have a feeling I know your score already. Yeah, um, I get quite excited. You're the hype man. I am the hype man. But uh, why don't you explain to us why you're definitely giving it five out of five? Uh, I just thought that I love the first episode. I gave last week five out of five. But yep. th- this week, as I said, I love Lost and I love the use of flashbacks. I mean, it had a cold open this episode. So mm. it had a you know pre-title sequence mm. with Arnold and Dolores, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Yep. And that just caught me off guard instantly. And then I love the way that the flashback was sequential across timelines. Yeah. So it wasn't just just straightforward, oh, we're just flashing back to when Dolores went into the real world or what we think to be the real world. Um, You know, it went across these different timelines. And I loved that. I absolutely loved it. Like you saw William slowly turning in these timelines, becoming more like Machiavellian, more scheming and all of that. And and that was great. Great And and the introduction of Logan again, who uh, I started to warm to towards the end of the first season was great as well. And yeah, just to have Jimmy Simpson back, absolute tour de force and a new character, which I'm sure we'll come on to later, who I thought was excellent again. I did think it was a good episode uh, because of what I mentioned, like the background to how the park um, began. But I'm going to give it a three out of five. Whoa! I I know Len is about to explode, but um, Gaz, uh, in fact, you know what? I'll score this now. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. In terms of covering this for a podcast, doing my fucking head in because I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Where are we? Who are you? Who's that guy? Why has he said that? Um, so yeah, put, uh, putting the the notes and structure of this together was mental. Um, but I'm very intrigued. Uh, as to where this is going and um, I guess uh, when we were doing the preview pod I kind of I had concerns about the life of this show Um, but you can already see it's really starting to open up so I'll give it a four out of five Um, Gaz as you opened this up I'll let you bring it to a close so uh, give it a score I just need to to make it clear my criticisms at the start were about episode one Uh, that was the one that was the episode that left me feeling um just a little bit cold a bit empty towards it and and lucy's absolutely nailed it i'm loving the flashbacks though and this episode was flashback heavy and that was really intriguing i I, seeing seeing um william back in the day is fantastic logan was wonderful his scottish dad um nice and sweary like all scottish dads should be 
So for this episode, I'm also giving it four out of five blueberries. So as with last week, uh, I'm going to review this, basically each story thread um, as a whole, rather than just as the episode goes, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes it quite difficult. And it will probably confuse you. Mm. Uh, I'm still confused by it, to be honest. And I've written it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, So annoyingly, this episode has five fucking timelines and two of those timelines have two different stories going on at the same time. Um, Now, I've given each timeline uh, kind of a a witty, clever title and and I'll I'll run you through the timelines before we we dig deeper. We have The Distant Past. Now, and that's the name of that thread. Um, And that has two different story threads. So this is basically before the park slash investment uh we're marking this down as 2015 now this is Mm. well hold on but it's rough but there are a lot of references in this story to uh investment in vr and ar and uh very i guess close to our own timeline so Mm. let's just say 2015 for the sake of argument uh so that's the first timeline we then have the past which is about seven to ten years later uh, and that's with William and Logan um, after they visited the park. So after the events of a certain storyline in season one. We then have Still the Past, which is about five years after that. And that is where we've got Daddy Delos, who we're going to in a bit, uh, retiring. The fourth timeline, it's still the past. Uh, and this is a few years after that, let's say four or five. It's all guesswork at this point. Uh, and this is uh, basically William uh, in full control of, of the company um, and a naked Dolores. Um, and then we have present day where we've got a godlike Dolores um, and the man in black. So uh, does that does that make sense for everyone? Yep. That sounds good to me, mate. Well explained, because although I could understand that they were different timelines, you just laying it out like that has really helped me, and I think it will help a lot of our listeners as well if they were a bit confused. So well good. Done. Uh, so we're going to begin with the distant past. Um, and once again, like last week, it will be very brief notes as to what I was thinking uh, after watching this episode twice. Um, so the main players in the distant past include Dolores, Arnold, Robert Ford, Logan and Angela. We once again get Dolores and Arnold opening the episode, uh, and I've noted a bonus young Robert Ford. Yeah, that was wicked. Yeah. Um, I've written OMG, because I hear that's popular with the young kids. Uh, OMG, it's the real world. Um, and then I've noted Q, oohs, and ahs from you lot. Ooh. Yeah, so there you go. Ah. Good. Well, yeah, thank you. It looks like the stars have been scattered across the ground. Cue an intriguing discussion between Arnold and Robert, which goes as follows. Now, Len, I'm going to need audience participation here. Oh, exciting. Um, I'm going to play Ford. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to play him in quite a camp way. Okay. I'm, just, <laughs> um, I'm going to go, right go quite serious with Arnold, I cool. think. It's almost time, Arnold. Is she ready? She's not ready. The improvisations added to her behaviour aren't quite dialed in yet. We need to put our best book forward. They'll be dazzled even without her. There was a time when I found this favouritism charming. Robert, please. I'm not playing favourites. She's simply not ready. We'll go with the other girl. As you wish. You'll have to let go at some point. 
So there you go. Very well done, uh, guys. I'm not sure we're allowed to play clips from the show. I know. Oh, all right, am I right? I'm trying to get around that somehow. There's then the line, you and Charlie have quite a lot in common, you know. And I've written, he was real. Yeah, I wrote, yes. uh, son, question mark? So, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, well, I watched this with Emma, and she kind of looked at me confused and just said, yeah. yeah. I was like, right, you're no help. Exactly like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, strange new lights can be just as frightening as the dark. So, guys, um, I'm opening up for discussion. Uh, mm. Thoughts on this first scene? I would like to jump in and just say that this is uh, another nail in the coffin of the fact that uh, Westworld is set just off the South China Sea or somewhere like that, because this clearly is in China. Um, we mm. said last week how there was a conversation in uh chinese on the beach uh <laughs> between a uh, strand and someone else who was trying to invade the island yeah this is another proof that the park is not on mars um which we would <laughs> never supported as a theory well, you wait till later. um but it is actually probably very close to china mm. so that i'd just like to jump in with that um and i thought it was great to see dolores in this setting we said that we saw clips of this in the trailer and we thought it could be future world not to say that we're not going to see future world later on in the season but uh, it was great to see her in this sort of environment yeah no i agree and uh, i guess the first thing that i said to emma is oh my god it's future world <laughs> and she went no it isn't it's the real world yeah i've got something right like, for a change yeah 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 uh, debatable. I, I I love this opening scene, and I but actually from this particular timeline, the the first bits I really enjoyed were um, Logan in the bar and obviously meeting um, Tolu Riley. Not happy with a young Robert Ford in the reflection of a. No, that was enough. cool though. I mean, cheap we, well for CGI. We, yeah, we, yeah, we knew that um, we were going to be getting more Ford this season. Not only is he leading, as we'll come on to later, the Man in Black, and mm. maybe shaping the actual present timeline. Yeah, um, it's great that we have got a little bit of Anthony Hopkins in there. Um, mm. It'll be great if that's the whole way throughout the whole season because I loved his character in the first season. Yeah, and we said he was the absolute star of that first season. So yep. anything we get of him, excellent. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Gaz, uh, enlighten me. So uh, did you ever believe that Charlie was was actually a real boy and was actually Arnold's son? Or did you ever think that it was just a story made up for um, for Bernard? No, I think, I think I initially assumed that he was totally real and hadn't even thought about the possibility that, um, that, that he'd just been made up um, until we did our preview podcast, actually. And then I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Why would he need to be real? But yeah, what it shows is, you know, Robert Ford taking inspiration from, from real life and uh, Bernard is probably closer to um, to the real version of Arnold than we may have thought. He's, he's probably uh, a pretty close replication. Charlie, that's just fucked up to put an actual or living and then dead son into a robot we're going into clone territory like seriously he just wanted to clone arnold mm. um that's very creepy i did like this opening um there was a little brief moment with me and my stupid ideas i thought oh, maybe dolores is based on a real person and mm. this is her well we did but, say that was possible i know yeah. but i i thought probably not but is there a reason why she has to be so winsome like is that what men like is that the, the compliant i woman? like it okay john definitely likes it we're gonna move on to uh to logan now my notes of him aren't flattering. Um, they went, oh, Logan is back. Douchebag. Uh, $60 million Warhol on the ceiling for sexual purposes. Douchebag. 
And also, he's flirting out guys. He's supposed to be bisexual, is he? Mm. I think he'll just fuck anything. Yeah, I think he's what you might call. Well, we'll get on to that in a minute. Uh, Angela's back again. Lots of screen time for her this season. She's um, buff. I did say to Emma, is she a model? Is she like a supermodel? She, or she should be a supermodel. She is buff. Oh, she's got to be. She's not though. She's just an actress. Yeah, that's what I said. Married to Elon Musk twice. Yeah, you know? well, Elon Musk. Twice. Lucky man. Twice. Musk. We talk about this again. <laughs> uh, Logan not impressed with their proposal. Logan megally impressed with their proposal. Can I fuck these robots? I can. <laughs> Excellent. Take my money whilst I fuck this robot. Now, I blame him. I'm sorry. Again, I don't think we're allowed to play. Clips from the <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, great scene. Uh, it did amuse me. The amount of times where he was kind of walking around the room and <laughs> getting serious side eye from people. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, but, I mean, I knew at some point, with the way she was, like, standing there. But, I mean, it was very obvious that he was going to do some pleasuring mm. with her. He couldn't resist, could he? Well, that's why Not- she was there. Surely. She's a pleasure model. Not only is Tully Riley getting a lovely uh, bethonged butt out in that scene, <laughs> uh, there was but- also a naked man sprawled on the floor. Nah, I didn't see that. That doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> no, I was a naked man. Cool. So does anyone else have anything to add on Logan and his lust for sexual robotism? No. Nope. slightly warming to I, him. I'm just happy that he's back because yeah. I think he does a I great like job. Him. I can't wait for a flashback when it's like they're trying to convince some other investor. Um, and it's 10 years before that. And it's just like, <laughs> can you tell I am a robot? <laughs> like, that would, yeah, because it's obviously it's failing. Um, and it kind of just like, please, you can have sex with me. Hello there. Sorry to interrupt your enjoyment of our podcast, but this is now the advert section of our pod. Um, If you have enjoyed listening, do please uh, review, share and subscribe to the hosts of Westworld. We are on iTunes, Spotify and all major podcasting apps. Uh, It's also worth noting our parent podcast, Fan Critical. Also on the major platforms where we discuss other shows like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones and Stranger Things. As well as major event movies like Infinity War, Black Panther, Star Wars and Annihilation. Guys, enjoy the rest of the pod. Anyway, so we're going to move on to the second timeline, which is the past. Uh, We're saying this is about seven to ten years later. Uh, We only have two main players here. I mean, Dolores is in it, but she does nothing. So we have two main players, and it's William and James Delos. Um, So we're basically saying that this is uh, his idiot son, as he refers to. Logan is invested in the park, and he obviously thinks... It's a waste of money, and he wants to pull his investment out of the company, effectively. Um, So again, I'll refer to my notes. Why is everything frozen? What's going on? Where are we? What timeline is it? Who's that guy? Um, I'm very impatient when it comes to, uh, to new characters. Oh, hold on. It's James Delos. Hashtag Daddy Delos. Worth noting, James Delos is played by Peter Mullen, and I recognized him immediately. Because uh, he has a couple of lines in Braveheart. Fight against that. No, we were run and we were love. And that's his line. That's his only line in Braveheart. And you're love. I mean, he's been hey, in lots love. of other films like Trainspotting and Harry Potter. So Daddy Delos says, uh, this is stupid. I'm not investing. Uh, this is all verbatim, by the way. Uh, William retorts with, oh, okay. 
Keep wasting your marketing budget then, Mr. So-called businessman. Uh, and I put bitchy Will here, or, or Bill, <laughs> if you wish. That's... Bitchy Bill, better alliteration. Yeah, that is true, yeah. Bitchy Billy. Billiam. Uh, Delos uh, drops the C-bomb, because uh, he's Scottish, obviously, mm. uh, and threatens William. Uh, he's five foot seven. He's from Glasgow. So, he's from Glasgow. And then he goes, go on then, tell me about marketing. Um, so, Gaz, I'm going to throw it over to you as our kind of uh, resident Scottish uh, expert. I didn't love it. The, this cliche moment where it's like, like, oh, nobody talks to me like that, but I respect it. And it's like, oh, yeah, all right. This is like, that's that's how, yeah. Or like every every eighties film ever, and every time South Park parodies an eighties film, so I have a scene <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, like, and yeah, I mean, I reckon that that pitch from William was pretty good. Uh, I, I was sold. Um, you know, it's not about the future; it's about finding out about our guests, which um, might be a bit of a hint as to what's going on in terms of taking DNA samples mm-hmm. from guests mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. there you Probably go. Yeah. Evolution. Of that original idea. We wanted to see how William ousted Logan and <laughs> sort of became the head of, of the Delos Corporation. William. Um, which is fascinating. Which is really interesting. And especially now it's even more interesting. You've got Peter Mullen playing like Daddy Delos. Will so, he last that long, do you reckon? Well, we see in future flashbacks, but I've got some things in Theory Corner. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll be going there. One of your first notes was about why is everybody frozen? Yeah. You know, it's that old freeze our model functions. Um <laughs> But, Classic. And I did kind of look at you at this point yesterday, and I think we discussed it. Mm. Um, did anybody wonder how much of this Dolores was taking in, or that they were hinting that this is part of her <clears> memories? <throat> because they kept focusing on her face. Good point. And I felt a bit like, even though she might not have been like conscious yeah. of it, good point, Emma. Yeah. Good point. Her. They make a point that she says she remembers everything. They said it in the previous episode, and she also said it in this episode. Um, and the fact that she's static doesn't mean that she's not taking in any of this information. And now she can remember everything, apparently. So that was the hint. If you look at a lot of the scenes that John's going to recap for us, lovelyly. Um, lovelyly. Lovelyly. You will see that there's a lot of moments where she is just sat still, taking everything in, taking in all these points. <laughs> grim. Um, pretty grim. Um, but yeah, really good point, Em. And definitely, definitely what is going on. We're now at still the past. Uh <laughs> But getting closer, we're guessing probably five years later. Uh, I've also written catchy titles. Am I right? Uh, So in this, we've got our main players as William and family. Uh, James Delos is back. Uh, We've got Dolores. And we've got Logan. Um, So here we go, going on to my notes. Uh, Dolores plays the piano wonderfully. (laughs) Stay away from the robots, children. This is a retirement party, more like a coronation. Hashtag father-in-law from hell. Uh, Cough, 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 cough. Uh, And then in brackets I've written, he's dying then. Um, Oh, you don't like Chopin? How about some Gershwin, you dick? Uh, Logan's a smackhead, question mark. There's no question mark, I don't think. Tell me your name again, pretty girl. This guy's smooth. Uh, and then Logan ends up saying this. So, do you want to know what they're really celebrating up there? That, darling, is the sound of fools fiddling while the whole fucking species starts to burn. And the funniest fucking part 
they lit the match. So here's to you, assholes. Um, which is a great line. Yeah, good line. Really good line. Um, but again, it does add to that. I mean, everyone seems to be fucking spitting some bars. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, again, the kids are saying that. So uh, hopefully we'll get that demographic. Am I right? Um, so I'm going to open it to you, Lucy. Uh, I know, right? Uh, thoughts on uh, on this scene? When you first saw Logan sort yep. of grunting, I thought something else was happening. Uh, uh, yeah, I yes. thought, oh, he's been stuck off by a robot again. Classic yes. Logan. <laughs> but no, it's something a bit more interesting than that. Um, and that line is very what, good. Heroin? But yes, it's more interesting getting sucked off by a robot. <laughs> For his character development. <laughs> anyway, yes, um, yes it, it seems to me from that line that he is aware on some level of what the consequences of the park could be. I think um, even more than that, he's seen what happens to people when they go into the park because of what William did to him. And because he's now a heroin addict. And crack, yeah. Crack and heroin. Um, Len, I was, uh, when this scene happened... And I saw Logan, my my first thought was, right, so we're now past the point where he was naked on a horse mm. riding off into the sunset. Mm. Fill the gaps for me, Len. What's what's going on there? So this is this is this is where uh, Logan obviously has been we'll probably see a flashback to it at some point during the season, but yep. he has been found uh on the edges of the park somewhere. Mm. Um and he's gone back to the real world to find that William has pretty much like the little mole that he's become. Oh, uh, little worm. Little worm. Uh, wheedled, little slug. His, wheedled his way, you know that one, <laughs> into uh, Daddy, Dalo- Daddy Delos's good books. Uh, and the way that he was talking to Daddy Delos earlier obviously has shown that William has the more sense, like he's a better businessman because Logan's too emotional and he just wants to fuck everything, as we said earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so Logan now realises that this retirement party is basically... Billy's Ascension, William's Ascension. Yeah. Um, I love that we're calling him Billy now. Yeah, let's just call him Billy. <laughs> yeah. Billy's Ascension. Billy the kid. Um, and, you know, has turned to drugs. Uh, he probably was always on drugs, but has turned to drugs even more so. I, yeah. I thought, actually, in this scene, he was going to fuck Dolores. Yeah, yeah I'm deadly right. serious. Yeah. I'm deadly yeah, serious. Right. It's a way of getting back at, at, at William yeah. because that would still affect uh, Billy. Well, we'll, Billy. De- we'll definitely get onto that in a second yeah. because fucking hell. He's not taking it well. So we're going to move on to, yes, it's still the past, uh, which we're saying is uh, a few years later, let's say three to five years. Um, It's all guesswork. Uh, The main players in this are William or Billy, uh, Bitchy Billy, uh, and Dolores. Um, Now, William and a needlessly naked Dolores. Now, Mm. why? Asserting his power over her. And also reminiscent of season one. Yeah. Yeah. Proving to himself that she is just a thing. Yeah. Are we convinced that he's, he's over it or? Definitely not from the speech that he gives. Yeah. Um, the speech that he gives is one of the best moments on in the episode, I think. It was excellent acting from Jimmy Simpson. Yeah. Uh, it was a harrowing little line about how the park is <clears throat> is a mirror. Um, it's, it's it, 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 you know, it's not people to find themselves is to look at themselves and realize what they could become yeah um i thought that was an excellent bit of scripting yeah. and writing the thing for me is I, I think this you're absolutely right it was a it was a great great line um but it's also probably the point at which everything begins like this is the catalyst isn't it yeah um billy's billy's realization of that um 
and the the futility of the park, I guess, is kind of what sparks everything into action in the end. So I guess when I uh, when I watched this scene, I thought, right, th- this is where we really start to see um, the disconnect between um, the character that Jimmy Simpson plays versus the character that Ed Harris plays. Because mm. uh, for quite a lot of people in season one, it was quite a big leap for them to go, oh, he's so sweet to... I hang about in 40 years he's going to be raping everyone. Um not literally everyone but pretty much. Um but the lines that he spoke when I watched them as it happened I was like Jesus man what's wrong with this guy? Like this is someone that is badly affected. And then when I read the lines back uh for the purposes of research uh I thought this is so like David Brent-esque. <laughs> I sort of like Kind of like sarcastic, but like you know he's hurting. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, just to kind of, I've added some words here, but get a guitar. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Yeah. So he says, um, "You really are just the thing." Yeah. I can't believe I fell in love with you. <laughs> Do you know what saved me? I realised it wasn't all about you at all. You didn't make me interested in you. You made me interested in me, so turns out you're not even a thing. <laughs> you're a reflection. And you know who loves staring at their own reflection? Everybody, in a way. <laughs> now, I just couldn't believe it. That's quite good, John, I have to say. That's, it, yeah, that's but it's just like, what is this? Who is this guy? This is... It's brilliant. I, I guess if you're watching a show and you watch a character develop, it's even more interesting when you skip like 20 years and you go, fucking hell, he's, he's badly affected. Mm. Uh, and then it ends with William shows Dolores his massive weapon. Ooh. <laughs> what he actually says at that point, which is very interesting... Um, is, <laughs> I mean, is, that was paraphrasing. Isn't it so full of splendour? Which is what Dolores has been saying over and over. He's, he's taking the piss, I think. He's like you know, <laughs> using her lines to be like, see, oh. you little wanker. I didn't realise it was a, a weapon. I thought that he was building the lake and it was confusing the crap out of me. Yeah. Well, there are some yeah, so people I. thinking that it is just terraforming like the park and it's, you know, the lake where we see all of the dead hosts could be being what's created there and the hosts like Dolores could recreate it. There's a lot of things floating around, but we'll come on to some. Yeah. Right. We're going to move on finally to present day. Uh, there are two story threads. Uh, we're going to be focusing... Firstly, on Dolores, Teddy, Angela, and Maeve. Now, anyone that knows me when I talk about films knows I love an extra. A random extra that just has lines out of nowhere. Um, Some of them will give it their all. A lot of these guys (laughs) will be knocking about, hoping for work until they're about 60, and will often just do free student movies... Uh, the students can't believe it because they're like, I don't even have to pay this guy. I'll give him a beer and a sandwich. And this guy's like, yes, how do you want me to deliver my lines? Um, so this guy, uh, is, yeah. so yeah, so this guy runs into the room. It's okay. He's like, don't you know? I, I don't know why I'm doing it in an English accent, but I'm going to do it just because it's funny. I'm going to imagine that he's like a student, an English student actor. Don't you know? The hosts are rebelling. It's a fucking slaughter out there. <laughs> now, that is mental. <laughs> Calm down. I've then put Dolores is terrifying. What is this place? Poor Teddy. Show Teddy dead pictures of himself. That'll cheer him up. <laughs> now, 
What's going on there? Leave him alone, for fuck's sake. Poor Teddy. Uh, why, asks Teddy, for fun? Ooh. What is wrong with these humans? Yeah, that's I said this Disturbing last week line. when Lisa Osmore turned around to Maeve and went, you do know this is just a story, yeah? Um, <laughs> what is wrong with them? Do they not under- These are robots. They're about to kill them. Say something nice. Yeah. No, we were, uh, we were killing you for fun. Just, I'm sorry. Mental. We also just did a bit of rape. There <laughs> it is again. Rape right counted two. Murder with a side of rape. Is that yours? Um, it burns. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Eight hundred men. We barely have fifty. We have a Hulk. So a nice little reference to uh, the Avengers or a Confederado is uh, is actually what they uh, what they go after. We then get Dolores versus Maeve. Oh my goodness. Uh, what is Lee Sizemore wearing? This is the funniest. <laughs> this is the funniest thing like, I've ever it seen. Looks like Woody. Oh my God. Now I know yes. we. I know we've said that Lee Sizemore was shit in the first season. If they keep using him like this, I'm all in because I tell you what, he looked like the little Milky Bar kid. Yeah. Lee Sizemore and the donkey was my favourite part of his oh, entire episode. It was so such stunning. a snatched Gimpy little cutaway, hand. but it was glorious, absolutely so, glorious. Yeah. So when that happened, I turned to Emma and I was like, "Is that the stable hand?" That was killed in season one. That's what I know. It's Lee Sizemore. I have, I have to be honest. Now that you're saying it, it's the first time I've realised it was Lee Sizemore. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, we're badass confederados. What you gonna do to us? Everyone is now dead. No one learns in this show. Uh, oh, they're alive again. Uh, we've toiled in God's service long enough, so I killed him. And if you want to get to glory, you won't be looking for his favour. You'll need mine. Dolores, once again, lovely stuff. Uh, Dolores shows Teddy William's massive weapon. Uh, and then just a, a little note here. Um, so when this happened, Emma <laughs> Emma genuinely turned to me and said, oh, she going to blow up the earth. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. How shit would that be? That would be awful. Um, if it was on Mars. So, uh, Gaz, do you think... Um, do you think they're gonna try and blow up the earth? <laughs> well, this is so. This is when I when I had my criticisms at the start, um, over mainly over episode one. But my fear was where it's going, right? And there's a line um, in in the first episode from from Arnold, which is you know you frighten me not not what you are, but what you might become. And I thought, do you know what? That's kind of meta. I feel quite similar about the show. I'm a little bit frightened about where we're going. And this is why, because I don't, I don't get the end game. Like, is, is she going to go and kill all the human beings? Because that's probably not a thing that's going to be possible, unless she does blow up the earth. But... Gonna, that, that's the end game. Is blow up the earth. No, um, I think, uh, I think the end game, Gaz, and I, I know, and I hope it goes this way. <laughs> Is going to be, sounds like it, you're having a go, it, is it? Gonna be something kind of Blade Runner esque. I see them. I see these <clears> hosts <throat> or replicants sort of breaking free of this construct in some way, shape, or form, and then having to fight, like wheedle their way in, wheedles in again, wheedle their way into society. <laughs> little slugs. Um, and basically, like, like you know, sort of blend into the to the humans, if you get what I mean. And mm. and that'll be an interesting struggle. Okay. And um, can I just give a shout out to the Confederados who I thought were really cool. Confederados. Maeve, Maeve and Dolores interaction was boring and that was one of those things that Hold on like, there, partner. Um so I don't necessarily disagree. Um but 
I'm going to throw it out there to Lucy. So um, a lot of people, I guess, have, have probably been waiting for them to meet again when they're both on this sort of level, I guess. Mm. Um, I guess what were your thoughts on Dolores versus Maeve? Um, yeah, I agree. It, it was a bit lacklustre. Didn't have the impact that I thought it would. Um, although I thought it was interesting when Maeve said there's more than one way to, was it lead or win? That she said, I "Win remember. this war, didn't she?" Yeah, say? there's more than one way to to win this war, darling. Darling, probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was interesting because she, uh, Maeve is going about it through like negotiating, and, and she is killing people, but mm. she's trying to get the humans on her side. So we had the guy in the first series that kind of let her out, and Felix. then um, Dolores's sort of storyline in the in the present or whatever mm. is my least favorite. I don't find it. Oh, really? That, yeah. So I actually really liked the interaction between Maeve and Dolores and I like the fact that it was massively understated mm. um, because teaser a bit of a teaser but also because they are so different and clearly on very different paths and for me that opens up a lot of other questions and opportunities mm. and Maeve is very understated I felt like um, Maeve took control of that by being so laid back and understated about it and I thought it was a fantastic interaction also Lee Sizemore on the donkey yeah that was classic we're going to move on <laughs> Um, to the last thread of the last timeline, uh, which is lovely stuff. Uh, it's the man in black, and and I guess every time it is Ed Harris, I'm going to refer to him as the man in black rather than yeah. William. Mib and Lawrence. Um, my first note is Lawrence is back. Yay! Yay! Yay. Uh, man in black calls Lawrence an ingrate, <laughs> which I loved. Uh, man in black kills everyone. This guy is great. Man in Black uses a cheat manual. Hashtag amateur. And then some wonderful dialogue from... I've now just abbreviated him to M-I-B. Mib. Uh, or Mib. Mibby. We were tallying up all their sins, all their choices. Of course, judgment wasn't the point. We had something else in mind entirely. But I've received my judgment all the same. Uh, Lawrence. <laughs> and I take issue with it because up until this point... The stakes in this place haven't been real. So I'm going to fight my way back and appeal the verdict. Then I'm going to burn this whole fucking thing to the ground. Lovely stuff. Um, my next note is, who is that playing El Lazzo? It's Gus Fring! Yeah. Hashtag Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, exciting times. Then had a really weird monologue about elephants. Yeah, well, the good thing about that monologue, sorry to interrupt your notes, John, is just that it's, it's, it's obviously part of Elazo's script. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's still yeah. on script. It's meant to be like this theatrical situation. I absolutely loved it. This game was meant for you, William, but you must play it alone, uh, which was great. And then I, uh, my next note is, oh, shit, uh, because everyone's just dead. Um, and, then, uh, and then Mib signs off with, fuck you, Robert. So good. Um, it was so good. Um, Lucy, I'm going to open with you because you you didn't seem that thrilled about Dolores' storyline, but what about Mib and Lawrence? Okay, Mib is obviously MVP. He's great. Ed no, Harris is amazing. MIB. MIB. It comes the MIBs. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Men good. in black. Yeah, he is awesome, Ed Harris. Can't fault him. Um, not really interested in Lawrence, I'm afraid. What? I'm not like, woo, Lawrence. Although the whole little interlude with him hanging so, upside down was fun. Acting-wise, very good from Ed Harris. Very true. And um, another awesome kill. 
from Mib when he uh, shoots that guy through the neck, is it, Len? The neck stem, as I like to call it, John. Yeah. This is this is the uh, the modern day storyline that I love. Um, he is great. Like he's just he's great to watch. Lawrence, I'm sorry, Lucy. Lawrence is brilliant. I love him. He's he's so calm in the face of death. I love how um, Mib just talks to Lawrence as if he's supposed to understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, bloody Robert's gone and built this thing and I've got to go and find it. <laughs> Lawrence is just like, who's Robert? Imagine being him, though. Imagine how confused you would be if you were Lawrence. Oh, I don't know. I mean, there were bits when I look at Emma when she watches this show and think, poor girl. Yeah. It's a bit like when <laughs> you look at Teddy. Loop. <laughs> I, um, I'm happy that we've covered the show. Mm. Um, we've obviously already given our scores and I am hashtag chomping at the bit for crazy Len and his crazy Reddit theories. Alright guys, bringing you a couple of theories from Reddit, a couple from Facebook, all that jazz. So I'm going to open it up with uh, a theory that was uh, that we were talking about relating to the first episode, actually. And last week we said how the uh, that Bernard might be... Um, <laughs> Hold on, you said Bernard last sorry, week, Yeah, I did say Bernard. But we were saying about how Bernard might have all of the consciousness of the hosts in him. Like, so all the bodies there, like, the sh- they're just dead shells. Yeah. Um, a popular theory that has been going around, obviously, there was a, there was a bit of chat that... Uh, and I'm going to reference Game of Thrones here, the old R plus L equals um, J theory... <laughs> Uh, but this, this we have the B equals T theory. Okay, so this is by... Um, is this, that with cheap broadband? Or? Yeah, this is, yeah, cheap broadband. Um, this is from Sub Sub VR Steve on Reddit. Cool. Um, he's been a big proprietor of this theory. Um, and basically, going back to last week, um, there's a theory going around that Bernard is in fact Teddy. What? Teddy's brain is in Bernard. Okay, so let's 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 run through the evidence. Uh, we have um, so in a trailer that was released, there was a scene where Charlotte Hale is going around uh, a couple of Bernard host bodies. So we know that there are multiple uh, Bernards. Um, there's a quick flashback when uh, like Bernard's having his like freak out moment, um, where you see him with a machine gun mowing like a close up of him mowing down people, similar to Teddy in uh, season one when he. Uh, gunned down the confederados or the was it the confederados they're just not having a good time are they those bloody confederados we also focus on teddy's body in the water so it was a bit weird how he was the only one kind of singled out in that whole sequence um and also and this is related to the tease that was released by jonathan nolan and um lisa joy which you know had uh evan rachel wood singing um that amazing cover um but in the The rick roll yeah, in the Rick Roll, in the first part of that um, video, basically Bernard wakes up on the beach and sort of narrates the whole story. And then he arrives at Sweetwater on the same train that um, Teddy usually does as, mm. it, as his first loop. So they might be like smuggling that in there as, oh, there actually is something in this video. So the idea would be that obviously they made a big deal of the, the brains being pulled out as well. Um, like we've never seen that before. And we know that their brain and how to remove the host brain now, it could easily be inserted into another host body. So I'm just going to throw that out to you guys quickly. What do you think about that theory? 
I'm chomping at the fucking bit here. I've got two questions. One, is that why Bernard was so confused when he woke up on the beach? Probably. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like it. Secondly, though, who switched the brains? Well, it could be a plan. Dolores. It yeah, must be Dolores, It could be a right? plan, you see. Love so it. it's, Love it. it's got legs, I think. I like it. I like it. I like this better than most of the theories from last week. Uh, and when I say most, all the theories from last week. <laughs> um, I guess we're at the point where I'm intrigued, but there's not enough to tie it all together just yet. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those Reddit theories that this is why you're on Reddit. You know, this is good. This is good stuff. Mm. Um I haven't considered that that is the case, that it would be those two characters. Um, but based on what you just said, it does, it, I mean, look, it does have legs. Yeah, there's some sto- there's some little storytelling beats there that I think could definitely be linked up, especially the lingering shot of Teddy in the water. Um, <clears throat> you know, that, that might be a sign. And I love the idea that the little tease from the Nolans um, could be a nod to an actual thing when they were trying to rickroll us. That is, yeah. if, if that is true... That is a great way of fucking with Reddit. That is genius. Yeah. Okay, the next one, I'm just going to title the following. Delos Senior, as in Logan's father, is actually in Peter Abernathy. Uh, okay, so here we go. This is... This is That's so, a big night out. It's a big oh. night out. Yeah, it's a big night out. So um, here's, here's the way this theory goes, guys. Basically, we have the scene between uh, Delos Senior, obviously very ill, cough, cough, uh, to Billy in the mansion. Oh, at, at Billy's Ascension is what hey. I'm titling it. Um, and we know that he says something on the lines of like, oh, it's not quite ready yet, but we're getting there, that kind of thing. And Daddy Delos looks a bit angry. Then we also know that um, Peter Abernathy is quite an important host at this point, right? Who is housing a lot of information. Um, and also we know that Peter Abernathy went a bit crazy when he saw the photo that photo is of Daddy Dalos's daughter, mm. okay? And that also happened around the same time that Ford introduced the reverie patch, which reduced earlier memories. So, hey, guys, I want you to, to, to say to me whether you think that Daddy Dalos could have been the first consciousness transferred to a host and is actually in Peter Abernathy. Makes sense, in a way. <clears throat> I mean, we've all... Excuse me, God. I just punched John in the arm <laughs> in my rage. Um, it's quite get out that kind of that yeah. theory, but I like it. The ailing man put into the body of a not black, but a stronger. <laughs> get out! They're black. Yeah. Spoiler warning. Yeah. That has legs, and it's almost like you know the whole thing everyone says about Walt Disney about him having his head cryogenically frozen. I don't even know if that's true. Right, I like it. Um, I'm just trying to think of the name Peter Abernathy in a Scottish accent. Peter Abernathy. My my query on it would be, like, his 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 consciousness is obviously kind of um, submissive to the programming that exists in there as well, right? Like, because he's not walking around going, "Hey, I'm actually Mr. Delos." Like, he thinks he's <laughs> Peter Abernathy. Maybe he's so in the second would, place. That would be a giveaway. If Peter Abernathy in, <laughs> in I own you. In I e- own you all. In episode one, if Peter Abernathy, out of nowhere, it would have been like, what am I? What's going on here? He'd be like, what is this? What's he doing? Let's move on to uh, my final theory for today, guys, Aww. which is going to relate to uh, the weapon that... Um, <laughs> oh, 
Billy's weapon. Oh, uh, that uh, Dolores uh, alludes to that she's going to use. Oh, God, again. Um, but no. So basically, we mentioned last week that the fact that the Delos organization are taking human DNA is uh, probably a good sign that they're trying to maybe, as we thought, replicate um, people and insert them back into the real world as sort of fake cloned people that they could manipulate uh, in sort of hierarchical hierarchical parts of society. Yeah. Um, which I think we all think is a good solid plot. It's also yeah. one of the main plots out of the sequel to the Westworld film. So that would have a nice tie-in. Yeah. What if the weapon was some kind of satellite dish? And we've had in the first episode the fact that Bernard says all of the hosts are connected. Mm. Right, mm. they're all connected in some way. I, don't, I think that was an interesting plot point that they mentioned. Mm. What if it was some sort of satellite dish that William had built that allowed all of the hosts to communicate with each other? And what if, in real life society, there are already some of these hosts in society as as this is going on, and this dish allows Dolores to communicate with them and start an uprising? Guys, I'm going to throw it out to you right now. I just like the idea that it's just a big earth killing machine. That just destroy the earth. Just you yeah, earth destroy. I told you she was going to blow it up. Yeah, I think that's a possibility, Len. I, I I reckon that kind of that would help answer some of my questions about you know what is the end game here. Um, that that sort of works. I, I quite like that. I mean, yeah, it's not the most, it's not the wildest theory in the world, is it? Because it's kind of just that that could be what it is, I suppose. Yeah. I think it's got a lot um, of potential. Um, I like the idea that all of the hosts are connected and could communicate mm-hmm. with each other. That is obviously an extremely powerful thing and gives them a sort of, you know, we that, like we were saying the manpower of the hosts referenced in this episode isn't enough to sort of take on the army or the, you know, people that want to take them down. If they could all communicate with each other and if there were already insurgents within the mainland or on the earth somewhere um then maybe that would be that would be a very good uh thing uh, to have and i I could see it easily being a plot point maybe potentially hopefully i've got a slightly weird thing to say (laughs) is this the time and the place or yeah yeah um is it not no um aren't ants or bees connected (laughs) sorry (laughs) this is the wrong time for this question (laughs) yeah is what are you on about You've just been thinking about this. No, no, no. It's either ants or bees. I can't remember which. Hive mind. Yeah, like a hive mind. Thank you. See, bees have hive minds. (laughs) They all work together through like weird telekinesis. Yeah, and it could be. It could very much be something like that. Um, Legit science. um, And the last thing I'm just going to quickly shout out to was the fact that we put out there last week on loads of different Facebook groups: uh, Westworld fans, Westworld Deep Under, Westworld Violent Aftermath of Delights, to name but a few. Um, And we said that. is the man in black a host? And we gave very detailed reasoning for what he could be in last oh, yeah. week's episode. Um, and they all kicked off. Uh, and it, it stirred <laughs> a very good debate. Um, but some people made some very good comparisons uh, to a scene in this uh, episode between um, the man in black and Lawrence when they sit down and have the whiskey. The way that um, the man in black uses the tool to heal himself like the hosts would use to heal themselves. Mm. Also, mm. it's reminiscent of old Bill, the one that uh, Ford... <laughs> got out in the first season the yeah, very yeah. first yeah, no. very similar sort of situation and there's also a scene like that in season one as well which people alluded to back in season one mm. so i'd like to think that after seeing this episode are uh william slash billy slash man in black host theory is definitely still on 
Um, and yeah, I like that discussion. So let's keep it up, guys. And that's uh, that's it from Theory Corner for today. Theory Corner. Cheers, Lynn. So that's it. That's it for another podcast. Uh, good. Um, if you have enjoyed listening, obviously do review, share and subscribe to the hosts of Westworld. We are on iTunes, Spotify and all major podcasting apps. It's also worth noting we do have a parent podcast, which is Fan Critical, uh, which is also on all the major platforms. We discuss other TV shows like The Walking Dead, Hey. Uh, zombie impression, please, Len. <laughs> okay. Uh, Game of Thrones. Um, Gaz, can we have a Jon Snow impression? Hey, ghost. Come on, lad. Get over here, son. Lovely stuff. Yeah. And Come on. Stranger Things. Uh, Lucy, can we have a Demi-Gorgon impression? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrifying. <laughs> um we also cover major event movies. We have just covered <laughs> the Avengers Infinity War. Which will be released in uh, the next day. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, we also did Black Panther. We've done Star Wars, uh, which Emma absolutely loved. She loved Mark Hamill. Um, and unfortunately, we did do Annihilation as well. And we are doing uh, Deadpool 2 and Star Wars A Solo Story in the next month. Um, guys, I, I'd like to thank you for your participation. Uh, and I've said that in a way where it makes it seem like I won't. Yeah. But I will. Um, Len, thanks very much, mate. No worries, bud. I'll be back next week with some more theories, bud. Some crazy theories. Uh, thanks, Lucy. Cheers. Thanks, Emma. Adios. And my little friend in Australia's. Gaz, so that's it. So thanks very much and see you later. It's violent delight. <laughs>